Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Colby Cast, your place for community and conversation about pop culture and storytelling. Well, summertime is upon us. Vacation, cookouts, relaxing on the shore of some body of water, whether that's an ocean or a lake depends on where you're at, I guess. For so many, a big part of the summer is music, and that is what we're going to talk about today. Caleb and Luke are here, and we're going to create the Colby Cast Summer Playlist 2022. Hello, Caleb. Hello. Hello, Luke. Hi. So, I thought it would be cool to kick off the summer with some music. Uh, My idea is to um, get a playlist going, and then if any of our awesome listeners wanted to add to that list, they could tweet at us or send it via Instagram. Um, I can put all the songs together on YouTube or something and put a link out there for people to, to all enjoy. Well, what do you guys think? I'm all for it. That sounds good. I actually went to the beach earlier today, and I was smart, and I downloaded music beforehand because driving through the mountains to get to Malibu, you don't have service. So This is true, and then it can uh, totally mess up the groove. Uh, so before we get to the music... I wanted to ask you guys what some of your what some of your favorite summertime memories are. Ooh. I think right off the top of my head was the time we rented the house right on the boardwalk in Newport Beach for a week and we put an inflatable Stanley Cup out in uh Anaheim Ducks territory and every so often we'd hear woo or boo. <laughs> But it was just such a great little moment because it was soon after the Kings had already won the uh, the Stanley Cup, and being young at the time, we were riding high on just absolute life, and being like a rivalry in our mind was so much bigger than it actually was, and it's an inflatable Stanley Cup, and I just thought it was so awesome. And then just being able to sprint across the boardwalk, go touch the water if we wanted to. In the like that Pacific Ocean, best ocean. Don't argue it. Um, <laughs> and just be able to run back. I, I that was one of my favorite memories. Yeah, that was a good time. And and if I could add, there were way more cheers than there were boos, and that goes to tell you a lot about the Kings fan base versus the Ducks fan base. But this isn't. Um, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, but yeah, that was an amazing uh, summertime memory. Luke, what about you? My first thought was just going to Newport like every summer. We've been going there since as long as I can remember. And we stayed at a lot of different hotels, a lot of different houses and stuff. But it it always sort of just, they all blend together, right? Yeah. Because they, they're they all so similar. You know, you we would always go to the Stuffed Surfer or Charlie's Chili or, you know, just some of the local places to eat around there walk around for a bit, hang out on the beach, go to the pier, eat at the end of the pier, go to the the jetty and watch the sunset. And like, Not to say that them all blending together is a bad thing because they were each unique and memorable in their own sense, but they all sort of just have the same feeling around it, and it's always good. It, you can never miss with that. Another fun one was when you dragged us to the middle of nowhere <laughs> in Death Valley where it was 120 degrees in the middle of July, and you decided that it would be really fun if we stayed there, and I was 
dying because I was super sick and I had a fever. The only thing that could make being in 120 degrees even worse is having a fever. We were trying to get you to sweat it out. That's the only reason why we went to Death Valley was to try to get rid of your fever. I sweat everything out. <laughs> everything. Not the illness. I sweat everything out. Let's keep talking about Newport Beach. We're not talking about Death Valley. Caleb, you have something to say? Death Valley was just cheaper than taking him to a sauna because <laughs> that was, it's just a giant sauna. But I wanted to talk about after I graduated high school, we went to New York. Yeah. It was the first time we had been to somewhere not immediately like drivable, if you will, um, for non-hockey tournament related <laughs> reasons. Um, and it was so awesome because you get two temperatures in summer and pretty much year round in SoCal. And uh, that's hot and hotter. <laughs> yeah. So going and experiencing New York um, in early summertime, it was muggy. It was beautiful. It was you, you got a million different things, and we were there for less than a week. And then all of a sudden, it just started to rain, and yeah. it came down hard in the yeah. middle of summer. Yeah. And like it doesn't rain in LA in winter, much <laughs> less summer. So that was really a unique experience. And I've always I had always wanted to go to New York, and um, it being sort of like this this end of a chapter, graduating high school. Um, and then going and be able to experience it with you guys. Uh, I think that was one of my favorite memories of a summer vacation, um, around anywhere really. Well, I certainly can't add anything to those memories, but thank you guys for sharing them. I will, I'll share only one of my childhood memories and it's nothing of summertime, I should say specifically. And it was, for some reason, I always have this this memory of when like the week after school got out uh maybe on a weekend or something just having the three months of summer in front of me um with nothing to do no school to go to and it was really hot and we didn't have like the fancy ac that we all have now it was just a swamp cooler and it would have this weird rhythmic like sound to it with a fan going over and over and over and over. And I would just lay in my bed and let the um, hot air turn into warm air and just have this wonderful feeling of peace and not having to go to school for three months <laughs> was really what the point and the whole thing was behind it was having that whole summertime uh, laid out in front of me without, um, without, the stress of homework or having to get up early to go to school, but that's just me. Um, and then I, uh, and then I'll add as an adult, all of the things that you guys just said, but uh, a really cool memory for me was when we got to go to galaxy's edge in 2019, which was also a part of a Newport beach uh, vacation, wasn't it? Uh, but the first day was spent. We, we went down to the um, Disneyland hotel we got to go to California Adventure, and then we had a reservation to go to Galaxy's Edge the next day. And we all got up at like 5.30 in the morning to be in Disneyland by 7 so we could line up and be taken into with thousands of Star Wars fans. So that was really, really cool. And then that whole, that whole time that we got to visit Galaxy's Edge. So, well, thank you for indulging me and talking a little bit about, about your summertime memories. It's always fun. Uh, but let's get to the playlist building. I do have one question for you guys before we get into naming our songs. I've got five songs. You have five songs, Luke? 
I have way more than five songs, but I'll, I'll try to limit it. Yeah, we're limiting it to five songs because I do. I would love it if other people would send us their songs so that we can build sort of a community playlist, which would, I think would be fun. Caleb, you got your five? Yes. Okay, so my question is on our five songs, on our three lists, are there any Beatles songs? There should be a Beatles song on every playlist ever. But is there a Beatles song in your five? Currently, no. Okay, interesting. Well, I, so I didn't put a Beatles song on my list, figuring one of you guys would put a Beatles song on your list, and now now we have no Beatles songs. Caleb, do you have a Beatles song? I did the same thing. I, I know you are the biggest Beatles fan of the three of us, so I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. So I avoided it. Okay, so who's gonna? I, I, are you going to make an adjustment, or do you want me to make an adjustment? One of the songs that I have has a member of the Beatles. Keep your list because I was prepared for this. Okay. And I am ready to sub out one of my songs for for um for for a Beatles song. Um all right, so let's go. Who wants to start? So we're gonna give our song. We're gonna tell we're gonna say why we, we like this song and why we would want it on a summer playlist. Just a little bit about what we think about that song. So who wants to go first? I'll go. My first song is Band on the Run by the Wings. And I I don't know why this popped into my head. I'm a huge Beatles fan and I, I didn't really listen to the wings. Like I, I would listen to them in passing, but I would never sit down and say, I really want to listen to the wings today. I think it's actually, they're just called wings, not the wings. Wow. You're thinking of chicken wings, the chicken wings. (laughs) Or the Eagles, or the Doors, or the Smiths. Or the Beatles, or the Rolling Stones, or the Led Zeppelins. Or the Strokes. Or the Strokes. By the way, I know it's not the Led Zeppelins. That was a joke. So go ahead, wings. (laughs) The Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) The Ozzy Osbournes. Um, But I just woke up one morning. It was actually back in like February. I woke up one morning with Band on the Run stuck in my head, and it was just the first line of when, like, the music changes. Because mm-hmm. there's there's two parts to the song, and the first part is, like, a little slow, and then it builds up, and then... What? Fun fact, for the longest time, I thought it was Man on the Run. <laughs> and not until more recently than I will ever admit that I realized that was not correct. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I could see why you could make that mistake. Luke, did you have anything else you want to say? But you, you still... But yeah, that, that's just... Have you listened to the song since you woke up with it in your head? Like every day. <laughs> yeah. I, I love songs that are long. I, I think You like long songs? Yes. Like over five minutes. Because I love the Beatles and my favorite album is Abbey Road. And I will never forgive them for making my favorite Beatles songs all like 30 seconds in the second half of Abbey Road. <laughs> So I, I love it when the the musicians just give us ten minutes of one song and Band on the Run is like six and a half minutes or something and it's great. And it's just super upbeat, it's fast tempo and it I just it I it feels like summer to me. It's a heck of a way to start off the playlist. That if that's the first song on the playlist, which I'll just put it in order of how we do this, that's a good way to start it. Caleb, you ready for your first? I am. And it's before my time, so might catch people a few people 
off guard and it's under the boardwalk by the drifters nice and it's because it's spot on it's what i believe to be summer and that's under the pier on the sand by the boardwalk under the boardwalk depending on where you're located at the beach it's it's such a great vibe and to me like if i hear that song it's like okay it's got to be summertime it's like for me if you start playing christmas music during thanksgiving nope wrong <laughs> can't be done it's the same thing under the boardwalk um is a very similar song to that of um of a summertime so you're saying that you don't like it when i play christmas music on halloween no <laughs> i don't play christmas music on halloween i would if you if 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 i if i had my druthers i would but i don't but that is a that is a great song and you're right it has a great summertime feel to it um, I went for my first choice a little bit more um, up tempo, and my first one is "Uptown Funk" by Bruno Mars and Mark Ronson. I have a question though: Who's Mark Ronson, and what does he do in this song? I don't know who he is, but he's—it's like he's the artist that when you look it up on like YouTube Music, it says Mark Ronson. It says "Uptown Funk" featuring Bruno Mars. Do you, anyone know who who Mark Ronson is? Yeah, he's the guy from Uptown Funk You Up with Bruno Mars. Thank you. Thank you. That was very helpful. It's not Uptown Funk You Up. It's Uptown Funk. <laughs> it's uh, Uptown but Funk. I wouldn't be surprised to see if he was like the, the producer or the songwriter who's getting mm. full credits there. Um, similar to that of like like um, Macklemore for the longest time. It was Re- Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, even though Macklemore said all the words. Ryan Lewis just did all the, the music. Um, so I'm, so gl- I'm so glad that I have you guys around to explain these things to me because I didn't know that. I also don't know who that guy is, and when you said his name, I thought of Ron Swanson from Barks and Rap. <laughs> At any rate, I think that, that 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 song just has great energy. It's so upbeat, and it's so much fun, and Bruno Mars is just insanely talented. The, the guy is just such a great performer. Uh, one of these days, maybe we'll see him in concert because I hear that he does a great job, so... Uh, Luke, you have uh, a comment, or you ha- are you ready for your number, your second, your second choice? Well, I'll just make a quick comment about Bruno Mars. He is a member of a band with a man named Anderson Pack. They mm-hmm. call themselves Silk Sonic, and they are incredible. And they wear wigs. They wear like, well, it, it all started with Anderson Pack, and he's bald, and he started wearing <laughs> wigs, and. Bruno Mars started to mock him because their wigs are like super like seventies with like the bob and they had like the big glasses and the whole the whole uh like their music videos and the way they sing their songs it's very it's very seventies and the way they dress and everything it's very seventies and it I think it's just hilarious you should totally look up Bruno Mars and Anderson pack wigs see and that's the quality information that people have come to expect from the Colby cast. That is amazing uh, fun fact is what I like to, to categorize it as. Anderson Pack is phenomenal. Love that guy. His last name in his star name, Anderson Pack, is not like a pack of cigarettes. It's dot P-A-A-K for anybody who wants to look it up. So spell it again. Dot, like period, P-A-A-K is Pack in his name. All right. But if you Googled Anderson Pack, Google smart enough to know what you're trying to say, I think. No. No? We'll see. So that's a test. That's a Colby Cast test. Let me know if you guys Google 
Anderson Pack P A C K, and if it actually comes up, Anderson period P A A K. P A A K. P A A K. Okay, your second selection, Luke. Scarlet Begonias Sublime off of their album Forty Ounces to Freedom. I must ask because I am familiar with Sublime. Is that a family-friendly song, or is that one you're going to look for the clean version? Off the top of my head, I don't think that it's overly explicit. It's um, it's sort of a love song, um, but it's sublime, so take it with a grain of salt. True. Um, yeah, you, you might you might want to. I'll look for the clean version when I publish the playlist, yeah. just in case, just in case. But so, why did you choose that song? Um, well, the name is pretty indicative of the way the song is. It's about a woman with red hair and. That's why they call it Scarlet Begonias, because she has red hair, like the color scarlet. And it's a very, uh, it's not a fast-paced song, but it's uh, it's pretty laid back, but not like a slow, fall asleep to type of song. Is it what you young people would call a vibe? Well, a, a vibe is, it's all relative, right? We We could have an hour-long conversation about what a vibe is. But I, but is that song a vibe? I It's okay if it's not. I mean, I'm just asking because I don't know. Well, I, I can't answer because I don't know because it depends on your vibe. Is it a vibe for you? Depending on my mood. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, you are chomping at the bit to say something. I'm trying to change the subject. Scarlet Begonias is not an explicit song. It is not an is explicit not. song. It is okay. on an explicit album and it is a clean song. Clean song, explicit album, good to know. Thank you. Number two for you, Mr. Caleb Colby Mead. Um, thanks for just you giving my social too. I'm just kidding. It is. <laughs> um, my second song is Island in the Sun by Weezer. Ah, uh, yes. Just spot on again. Like not spot on because it's a like perfect summer song by any means, but it's it's spot on because when I think of summer I think of suns, I think of the island, I think of any island really. Um and it's 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 a vibe. I'll give you that. It's that a is a vibe. Yep, and Weezer, great. Yes, Weezer, please answer my direct message I sent to you on Twitter if you're listening to this podcast. Um so you're making me think I want to re uh redo my list on the fly here, but I'm not I'm not going to do it because your your song made me think of a song that should be on this list, but I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to change it. My second choice is Great Balls of Fire by Jerry, Jerry Lee Lewis. And I will fully, fully admit that this is influenced by our recent viewing in Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick because uh, the song appears in both. In both. I, I just, again, it's just a high energy. There's something about the oldies. The, you know, it, it's a simpler, they're simpler songs. And this... I know, Luke, you're, you're, you're biting your tongue and making an old man joke, but this song was even before my time. I'm a child of the 80s, and the 80s were obsessed with the 50s, and I don't even know if this song came out in the 50s, but I just think it's great energy. Oldies have a great simplicity to them. They're easy to sing along to. They're not overly complex. You listen to it two or three times, and you're able to just sing, and you know sometimes you just need to sing a song. Go ahead and say what you wanted to say. I was going to ask if there was a time before your time. <laughs> yes, it, it was Papa's time. <laughs> you, 
<laughs> See, I got to piggyback your uh, when, your old man joke. When they rode dinosaurs to school. Uphill both ways barefoot. Um, it came out in 57. So Okay, thank you. So again, like I said, the 80s, which I grew up in, were obsessed with the 50s. And this song came out in the 50s, thus that's why it was in Top Gun. So, yep, that's my second pick, Great Balls of Fire, Jerry Lee Lewis. What's third on your list? Number three, I have Out of Time by The Weeknd off his album Dawn FM. And this song is not explicit to my understanding. Um, I'm going to see The Weeknd in concert in September. So I've been binging all of his music just to prepare just in case he calls me up on stage and wants me to perform i'll be ready <laughs> you got to be prepared i think everyone should do that for every concert because you know it's better to be ready and not do it than to not be ready and have to do it this is true my question is though are you going to see the weekend on the weekend I think it's on a Wednesday. <laughs> that's a missed opportunity. I'm sorry, but that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> All right, excellent. The weekend is very talented. Um, you know, not not to risk sounding too much like an old man, but I even like the weekend. So I don't know if that makes you like him less, but anyway, I think he's very talented and he makes good music, and he's featured on Miss Marvel. I'm also very happy to be the fact checker. Uh, that song is also not explicit, uh, but thank it, you. But it is on an explicit album. Again, listen with caution. Exactly. And what color underwear was he wearing when he recorded that song in the studio? The Weeknd doesn't wear underwear. <laughs> I had to sign an NDA. I can't give you that information. <laughs> Excellent. So that was a rabbit trail all the weekend that I didn't expect. But what's number three on your list, Caleb? Um, number three on my list is Rollin' by Calvin Harris. And it's a nostalgic song for me because it came out in high school when summers were perfect, blah, 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 blah. But I just really enjoy the song because it is another calm one. You're not going to go crazy. It's no great balls of fire. But I just really like the, the music, and I like songs that have a little bit of meaning, and I do believe that has a little bit of meaning. Good to know. Good to know. Um, I think this, this is going to be sort of like a bipolar playlist here because I have some high-energy songs, and you have some vibes, and my songs are going to be following your songs it is an explicit song. Oh, okay. So I'll look for the clean version. You'll have to let me know. All right. Third on my list, another high energy song, but not an old one. Accidentally in Love by the Counting Crows. The, oh, you both lean forward. You both have something to say about this? No? Yes? The, the Shrek song. Okay. That's, that's what I was going to say. Perfectly placed Shrek 2 intro song. Absolute genius to put this song in Shrek 2. And I think at some point I read or heard somewhere along the line that the County, that Counting Crows, they weren't interested in having a song in a movie because that they, they weren't that kind of a band at that point. So they, they didn't want to do it. But when the producers had an opportunity to tell them a little bit about what it was and what Shrek is like all about, you know, I'm a big Shrek fan. So of Who course, yeah, thank you. Uh, then when they heard like the whole story of Shrek and what Shrek 2 was going to be about, they went for it and they, they killed it. They knocked it out of the park. I love, I love the feel of it. Uh, just the guitar in it and the the singing is just it's all good. Good good stuff makes you feel good. If anyone who does not know about the Counting Crows would like to know who they are as a band, all you have to know is that they have a song called Omaha, mm-hmm. and Omaha is in Nebraska. 
and 99.9% of Americans do not even know where Nebraska is. I don't think that that's factual. No, I, I polled every American. That you Googled it? That isn't listening to this podcast. I polled them. So if you didn't get polled, it's because they knew you were going to listen. I know where Nebraska is. It's on a map. And that's why I didn't pull you. <laughs> but they were even able to make that song interesting. And if you can make Omaha, Nebraska interesting, you can do anything. It's true. The County Crows are a very talented musician. They also have a classic that I have to bring up um, called The Rain King. And Tom Gross, if you're listening to this, I know you feel the same way. Next time, and we missed an opportunity when Tom was in town for, for celebration, we need to karaoke, the four of us with Tom, we need to karaoke The Rain King by Counting Crows, and we all need to lose our voice by the end of it with it hitting that high note, which I'm not going to even attempt to do right now. But Tom, we feel the same way about the ranking as you do. C- Caleb, you have something you need to share? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was a very good attempt. All right, that's enough of the Counting Crows. Luke, you're fourth on your list. Never enough of the Counting Crows. But anyways, Provider by Frank Ocean. Now, this song is probably the most laid back of all of the songs. Provider by Frank Ocean. The man literally has Ocean in his name. I listened to that today. Oh, good. That's good to know. Yes, it is a very good song. It's very laid back. Frank Ocean is notorious for hating his fans. Oh, my Um, God. What? (laughs) Not in the sense of where, like, he hates his fans, but it's just a running joke because... (laughs) He is such an incredibly talented musician. If you've never listened to him, he's not like alternative. He's He raps, but he's also got an amazing singing voice, and he mostly sings, but he refuses to drop new music. And his, his two biggest albums, Channel Orange and Blonde, absolutely destroyed the records when they came out. Everybody loved the albums, and he just decided he's not going to make music. He does everything possible to avoid making music, and he is so talented, and it is incredibly frustrating. That's all very interesting to me, but Caleb, you have something to say? Yeah, he also doesn't go on tour. He doesn't do concerts. It's, It's very interesting. He is an artist. He is truly an artist. And you know what? As much as I hate him for it, I, I can't I can't keep hating him. Well, you know, there's something to be said about someone being true to their art and themselves and only creating when they want to create and not buckling to the pressure of other people forcing them to do things for other reasons. So very good, Frank Ocean. If you're listening to this, I applaud you. I do. Uh, Caleb, next on your list. I feel like all of my songs, the name, the, the titles of the songs are just summer and it's not but that's good i mean it's a summer playlist it's not intentional but this one is called sunshine by the brummies and i don't know if i'm pronouncing the band right but to me it's it's a great song it's a light song and something i could i get tired of things very quickly i could listen to the song for a drive from my house to a beach and back and only that song it's fun i like it that's good to know that's um okay i think i'm going to call an audible here i had one thing but since since the Beatles weren't represented, this is where I'm going to slot in the Beatles. And I'm going to put in what on 
most days uh, I would call my favorite Beatles song, and it is Here Comes the Sun. Uh, yeah, I just can't get over the guitar intro in that. It's one of the most iconic and most beautiful intros to a song. I don't even want to call it a riff because it's just such a peaceful... It's it's a peaceful melody. The whole the the whole song from beginning to end uh, is is just I, that's one of the songs I could listen to over and over and over again. It actually helps. I, I know I'm sure it's helped a lot of people just uh, feel better. It's just one of those songs that you can you know if you're down or if you're feeling physically you know maybe a little drained, you can listen to that song and it and it'll get you up and it'll uh, lift your spirit. So here comes the sun. Um, can't beat it. It's beautiful. When you said that you were going to put a Beatles song in my head, I wish I had a piece of paper because I would have written it down. In my head, I thought I would sell everything that I own and put every penny I have into you saying, here comes the sun. I'm that predictable. Or I'm just that smart. I should have gone with um, Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Great song. If you ever want to hear a cool little transition that like isn't real, but you can make it work, listen to Here Comes the Sun, and then immediately after, Here Comes the Sun King. Oh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> See, more, more fun facts from Luke. Same album, same first couple words of the name of the song, and the beginning is also sort of a lull, mm. but not like as... It's also very peaceful. It's very cool. Interesting. I really thought your transition was going to be Here Comes the Sun to Here Comes the Sun again. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put it twice. I'll put it twice on my list. There goes Listen. the sun. There, <laughs> you say there goes the sun. All right. Uh, this is the last one on our list. So, Luke? This one, I'm not sure how many people will know, but I love this song. It's called Telegraph Avenue in parentheses Oakland by Childish Gambino. It's on his album Because the Internet, and it's an amazing song off an amazing album by an amazing artist. Gambino is a talented, talented person. Uh, He is also Miles Morales' uncle in the MCU, and he has a magnificent show, from what I understand, called Atlanta. Um, Got a lot of uh, love in that show. Very popular and he does a lot. He's he's also got very strong memes. <laughs> His memes are wonderful. Stage name, Childish Gambino. Real name, Donald Glover. He also does stand-up comedian. Yeah. He, he also does stand-up comedian. He also does stand-up <laughs> comedy, which I only know because of you guys, but I don't recommend watching it around children. Yeah. Like most stand-up comedy, I guess. That was going to be my thing. He's great in uh, as Miles Morales. Um, uncle. Uncle. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I be I would say be weary listening to a lot of his other music and following any rabbit hole it might take you on because he I just would stamp explicit on most if not all of his songs raps and most content. He keeps it real. Keeps it real. What's the last one on your list? Um, there's two. I might do an honorable mention because I don't. Oh, we can do honorable mention. Yeah. I don't. I don't stick to the confines of the world. Um, a you're rabbit. a rebel. You're a rebel. Yes, that's me. <laughs> that's me. Um, I'm going to go with, it's called Beach Days, 
and I'll find the... Is it spelled D-A-Z-E? That is correct. Nice. I got to find the artist. I was unprepared because Luke stole my last song, um, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. What a coincidence. Of all things, there's, there's 8.3 trillion songs in existence, and you guys had the same song on your list? I, 8.34, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I really thought that was... like I, I struggled to get the last one. And I thought, okay, nobody's going to pick Childish Gambino. And of course it's Luke. <laughs> so, so, okay. Uh, Beach Days, D-A-Z-E, um, by The Palms. By The Palms. All right. It's a little on the nose. Beach Days by The Palms. That's I, true. I feel like my entire list of five is pretty on the nose, so it only, it only, it, it only does it justice. I wouldn't have it any other way. That's what a, su- a summer playlist needs to have summer represented. It clearly isn't on my, on my list. Because my last choice is the song, I think you referenced um, something like this, Luke, earlier when we brought up the Beatles and you said the Beatles go on every list. This song literally goes on every list I make and it's Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne and Randy Rhodes. This song is, for me personally, is like an anthem for me. (laughs) This, I heard this song for the first time when I was 12 years old and I hated it. I was angry at the music video I was watching on music television, also known as MTV. I wanted nothing to do with it because I was into the Beastie Boys. I liked the Beastie Boys. License to Ill was my jam. That album, first CD I ever bought. And Ozzy Osbourne was now on MTV, and that meant I wasn't watching uh, Fight for Your Right to Party by the Beastie Boys, and I was angry at it. (laughs) But because of Uncle Matt, when I met Uncle Matt, he was wearing rock t-shirts. We were 12 years old. We became friends, even though right off the bat I didn't like him either because he liked Crazy Train and Ozzy Osbourne. But the more we hung out, the more we became friends. And because of Crazy Train, because of Uncle Matt, because of Crazy Train, I started playing the guitar, spent my eight, my teenage years playing you know, music on the guitar, got to... Learn to do that, and it really, this song for me just sort of defined my adolescence from like 12 years old to 16, 17 years old. I still listen to it frequently. I also put you guys through the boredom of listening to it frequently. Uh, you guys always know if, I, if we're in the car and, you're, and we're taking requests, you know it's going to come along before too long, but it just, but I should... I should explain that, I should clarify, I should say, that I prefer the live version from the album Tribute because I feel much the same way about that album as I do about this song because that album, or I should say cassette at the time, that cassette was on my Walkman, on my stereo, in my room, constantly, all the time, over and over and over again. I just played that album and the, the version of Crazy Train on Ozzy Osbourne Randy Rhodes Tribute is my personal anthem. So that is the, the last one on my list. Um, Caleb, you mentioned honorable mentions. I'm all for it. Luke, you got any honorable mentions? I have 18 quadrillion, but... Choose one. On, on the topic of Ozzy Osbourne, I was with a friend the other day. I won't say her name because she didn't pay for a shout-out. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I was with a friend and we were listening to music and I don't remember 
what Ozzy Osbourne song came on. But I was like, oh, I didn't know you listened to Ozzy Osbourne. She goes, I didn't know you listened to Ozzy Osbourne. And I explained that my dad is a huge Ozzy Osbourne fan, was obsessed with them, yada, yada, yada. I was never obsessed with them. I was and, just a fan. And um, she was like, oh, wow, that's crazy, because I wouldn't know that just from looking at him. I was like, yeah, he was obsessed with Andy Rhodes. He lo- Andy Rhodes. Randy Rhodes. <laughs> he loved Randy Rhodes. And she goes, who's, An- who's Randy Rhodes? And I said, are you serious? Only the greatest guitarist ever. And then I had to stop myself because I was like, I'm 20 years old talking to my 21-year-old friend, and like I'm getting mad at her for not knowing someone who died before she was born. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my story. Interesting. Um, so honorable mention. Nice story, by the way. I like it. Thanks. I made it up. <laughs> I, I didn't make it up. Um, my honorable mention would be Touch Me by The Doors. Yes, that's a jam. Okay. I love me some Doors. I have a Doors t-shirt, and it's one of my favorite shirts just because I love to get looks from people in their 40s, 50s, and even 60s sometimes look at me and say, you like The Doors? And I would say, yeah, I like The Doors. And then, yeah, and then you say, we have multiple ones in our house. Damn you! <laughs> <laughs> and... On multiple occasions, see, if you're ever in a position to do this, don't do this. Multiple occasions, <laughs> people have come up to me and said, oh, you like The Doors? Who's the lead singer of The Doors? And you say Ozzy Osbourne. Why, why do people do this? Because they want to they wanna embarrass you and shame you into being young and not knowing music history. Okay, but if I ask them to name five artists who have dropped an album this year, would they be able to? See, that's good. That's a good point. But they're also not wearing an Anderson Pack T-shirt. That's true, and I think the biggest example of this is when people wear Nirvana T-shirts. Yeah. And then if you ask them to name a Nirvana song, they can't. And I think that that's pretty funny because Nirvana is a bunch of sellouts. That's just what I'm. Okay, saying. we're not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I had I had a, a classmate in high school who wore a Nirvana shirt, and I asked, was like, "Oh, you like Nirvana?" It's like, "What do you mean?" It's like, "You like Nirvana?" Like he's wearing the T-shirt. It's like, oh yeah, they're a good clothing brand. And I straight <laughs> up just wanted to smack him. So that person thought that Nirvana was a clothing brand, not a not a band. It happens. You know, I blame the parents. Who are your honorable mentions? Um, so I would like to thank. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there's a song. I don't know how much of a beachy song it is. I was introduced to it over the summer. Not there's recent more summer. The summer than the beach. No, there isn't. <laughs> it, it's called "Cigarette Daydreams" by Cage the Elephant. Really good song. Um, don't know how beachy it is, but I think I have to go with the iconic, um, what is it called? Um, Walking on Sunshine by, what is it called? Uh, damn it. I can't remember the, I can't remember the, uh, the band, on it, but I know the song, yeah. You, see, you should sing it. Go ahead. Sing it. Uh, uh, Katrina and the Waves. There you go. Don't have to sing it. I would, not, I would not have guessed that, by the way. I had to look it up. Wait. Well, you can also look up my honorable mention because my honorable mention is uh, the Boys of Summer. I think it's Glenn Healy. I, I can't. I don't remember if it's Glenn Healy, but one of you guys can ask the Google machine and come up with the answer to that. But the Boys of Summer, great song. It is a magnificent song, and Henley. uh, Glenn, what? Don Henley. Oh, it's uh, yeah. It's <laughs> Glenn Healy was a goaltender for for an NHL <laughs> team. <laughs> Glenn Healy actually may have played for the Los Angeles Kings. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you're saying it's Don Henley. Yeah. Thank you. My feeble brain has forgotten that already. Uh, but yeah, Boys of Summer is excellent. And I especially like to listen to it at the end of summer. Uh, it's just got that end of summer feel, obviously. I mean, it's all about the, the end of summer. Um, but that's a, that's a great song. And fun fact, I can't find it digitally or streaming anywhere. You can find the music video on YouTube, but I don't think Don Henley has any of his music on streaming services. So if you don't have an actual physical copy of that, as in a, like a record or a, an 8-track, which I don't think he has it on 8-track. That was just a lame joke. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's the only way you can get, you, unless you have you know, ripped it from a CD and put it in your own digital uh, library. Because I, I can't find it on any of the streaming services. He's That's missing. a not-so-fun fact. He's missing out on a lot of cash. He has his uh, his standards, and, you know, kudos to him. So um, any final thoughts? Any? Oh, actually, I wanted to, to take a left turn because I thought that this would be fun because I know hockey season has come to an end. It has slowed down in the last couple of weeks because there hasn't been a game on or multiple games on every week. And that has freed you guys up to do some uh, watching of other things that are not hockey. So uh, I thought it would be cool to hear about any recommendations that you guys might have of something that you may have watched recently that you thought was good and you wanted to share with the Colby Cast listeners. Do you guys have any recommendations? Well, because Thor Love and Thunder is coming out soon, I've been rewatching the Thor trilogy. And I would just like to say that that is the best trilogy so far in of like this the solo characters Interesting. of the main Avengers. I'm just gonna drop that. Um but if you haven't watched it, I would highly recommend it Avatar the Last Airbender. Mm. Yes, it was originally made for kids. Yes, it is animated. Yes, it was on Nickelodeon. That does not mean that it is not one of the best shows of all time, and that's not an exaggeration in my opinion. I agree with you and support you in that uh, in that recommendation 100% because, yes, everything you said about it is true. It's a cartoon animated, but we know, you know, with our, with our history in Star Wars animation, just because it's a cartoon or it's an animated show does not mean it's not good storytelling, and The Last Airbender is some of the best. Absolutely. Caleb? I haven't seen a lot of cult classic movies, so when the pandemic started, I started to watch a few, got some recommendations from friends, watched those, and I started <clears throat> to rewatch them again because I touched grass and watched grass grow for the first time <laughs> after the NHL playoffs concluded, so I got tired of being outside. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, and started watching those, and I recently watched The Untouchables, where I got to see... What's his name? Robert De Niro? Yeah. Who somehow doesn't age. He looks the same age in all of his films. Yeah. Um, but he's very good at playing that, like, Italian mobster type. Right. And I really enjoyed that. And I also watched The Fugitive. Yeah. That is a phenomenal movie. I recommend both of those very highly. I heartily support those, too. Uh, I didn't get to watch The Untouchables with you guys the other day. But I was interested to hear what your thoughts were. So I, I'm glad that you liked it and that you would put that on a recommended list. We did get to watch The Fugitive. And I got to tell you, that movie is just as good today as, I, as, as when I first watched it when it came out early 90s. It is, it is a classic and one of those that you can rewatch over and over, over again. 
My recommendation is completely out of left field regarding what you guys have just said. And it's a Netflix show called Somebody Feed Phil. And I, I, can't, I can't even talk about this show without smiling. It's one of those shows that just makes you feel good when you're watching it. Uh, it is hosted by Phil Rosenthal, who was a writer and co-producer of Everybody Loves Raymond back in the day when that was a big thing. And he goes around to different places, different countries, and he just eats food. It's not a cooking show because he doesn't cook it. It's, it's an eating show. He just goes and he eats the food that people prepare for him. But what I love about this show is, number one, he seems genuinely like he's a kind person. He makes it a point to highlight the people that he's going to see. Not just the food that they cook, not just the restaurant that they've opened, but the story of the person that they're profiling on any given episode. And they do it in such a way that it's just makes you feel good. It makes you feel happy. And he makes goofy faces and he he doesn't he talks about food when he does talk about food. He talks about it like a normal person talks. He doesn't talk about it on a technical level, right? Where he's using all these terms that may not be relatable for everybody. He just talks about how it makes him feel, what it tastes like, why he likes it, and he does it in a in a way that is just so entertaining and and uh, spirit lifting. Uh, and the last thing I'll share about somebody feed Phil is the way he closes every episode. And there's five seasons of this on Netflix. The first couple seasons, he would call his parents from wherever he was and he would travel the whole world and he would call his parents via video chat of whatever it was they were using at the time that they were doing this. And he would have a quick conversation, a recap of the, of his experiences. And he would ask his dad to tell a joke. His dad is named Max. His, na- his name was Max, and he would always end the episode with a joke, and it was always a funny joke, and that happened for a few, first few seasons. Then, unfortunately, he lost his mom. His mom died, so he would continue calling his dad at the end of each episode, and his dad would still tell his joke. And then um, during the pandemic, before the fifth season w- was, was uh, going to start filming, he lost his dad. And I don't know of what, but he lost his dad so there's no more dad to call, but now he calls his friends, and these friends are people like actors, like Paul Reiser was on one of them, the, um, I, I can't remember his name, but the big tall brother from Everybody Love Rain, Brad something, um, sorry, I can't remember his name, but uh, he then he talks to his friends, they talk about a story about his dad, because they all knew his dad, loved his dad, and they all tell a joke in honor of his dad. And, I, you know, I, I'm a cheesy joke lover. I love jokes. And it's just a wonderful, fun way to end the episodes. So you can't go wrong with somebody. Feed Phil. Please, 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 please watch it. Yeah, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett was on one of the episodes. Check it out. It's so much fun. It's just fun, light watching. It's something that you can pause and walk away from and come back to and just pick up again. It's not something that you have to get. It gets hooks in you and has to. You can't, oh, I got to watch the next episode like Stranger Things, but I'm not going to talk about Stranger Things. Um, Yeah. So that's my recommendation. Somebody feed Phil. Thank you guys again. Uh, That's going to do it for this episode. And I I really loved hearing your summer playlist choices, uh, your summertime memories, and all the fun banter that we we tend to have when we get onto these subjects. So um, 
Hey, whoever's out there, if you'd like to add to this list, tweet, text, DM your choices, uh, well, and I'll get it all together and I'll send out a link. And as always, thank you for listening to this episode of the Colby Cast. Say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, Bye. guys. You can find the Colby Cast on Twitter and Instagram at the Colby Cast. If you're wordy like me, you can send an email to thecolbycast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is not endorsed by anyone or anything for that matter. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Colby cast unless otherwise indicated. That'll do, donkey. That'll do.